What's up, everybody? This is Sully Erna, and you are tuned in to Iron City Rock. Um, I'm Ben Brees from Austin, Alexandria, and you're listening to Iron City Rock. Hey, this is Huron from Battlecross, and you're listening to Iron City Rock. What's up, y'all? This is Lee with Pop Evil, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. What's up? This is Mike from the Devil's Prada, and you are listening to Iron City Rock. Hello and welcome to episode 161 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I am your host, John. Iron City Rocks podcast coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but bringing you the best hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. This episode, we have two special guests we have from the band Battlecross, Heron. Heron and Battlecross will be part of the Trespass America Festival featuring Five Finger Death Punch, Kill Switch Engaged, and more. We also have a, on the show Ben Bruce of the band Asking Alexandria, who will be on the Rockstar Energy Drink Mayhem Festival Tour. So two bands that are bringing uh, two great festivals to many, many cities in the United States, including Pittsburgh. So we're going to talk to both of those guys. Uh, before we get started, I want to remind you, uh, we are sponsored by Guitar Center Pittsburgh, and any Guitar Center in the United States will be offering a class this weekend uh, working in audio with Pro Tools 10. So they've got these free recording classes every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock, every guitar center in the country. Uh, last week they started a series on Pro Tools, so uh, you only missed the first one. Uh, the week after that, the 21st, they've got a class on MIDI, which has always been one of the great mysteries of music to me, uh, and then mixing on the 28th. So keep an eye at guitarcenter.com for all the details. Again, that's at the Guitar Center in Pittsburgh, but also at every guitar center in the country so uh, imagine no matter where you live there's a guitar center somewhere near you so uh, check that out so let's get into an interview now with Hiron who is uh, originally from uh, England and uh, he plays an event called Battlecross they are going to be doing the Trespass America Festival which is coming to the Pittsburgh market on the 14th of August to play stage AE uh, but as I mentioned this tour is going uh, coast to coast Features Five Finger Death Punch, Kill Switch Engage, Trivium, Pop Evil, and that's just some of the bands on the bill. So you can get uh, more information at that uh, any of those bands' websites or just Google Trespass America Festival. Get all the details and tour dates. So without further ado, let's talk to Heron of Battlecross. All right, ladies and gentlemen, from the band Battlecross, we have Hiran. How are you doing, Hiran? Yeah, very good, John. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. You are uh, in the band Battlecross, and you're going to be embarking very, very soon on the Trespass America Festival, which is going to be hitting Pittsburgh in August. So I wanted to uh, kind of get the, you guys on the show, talk a little bit about the band, what people can expect. Uh, from you guys live and, and, and recording-wise, and just kind of get everybody familiar with the band. So can you just give us a background on what, what kind of music you guys do? Sure. Uh, well, we're from uh, Detroit, Michigan, 
And uh, we basically are a thrash metal band. Okay. Uh, I would say straight up thrash though, because we do have some elements of death metal and uh, okay. other 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 elements of metal. So I kind of say that you know we're um, uh, just kind of uh, I like to just say metal, you know. But uh, sure. I, I would say we're closer to thrash metal than anything. So. Yeah, I miss the days when we could just say you were a metal band instead know, of right? <laughs> instead of a this core that core. Um, yeah. You know I. One of the bands that I guess came came to my mind when I listened to you guys is Testament. Um, were they a pretty oh, big? Yeah, I love Testament. Were, were they a pretty big influence on you guys? Definitely for me and Tony. Um, and, you know, the other guys kind of come from different uh, influences as well. But for me and Tony, the other guitar player, Testament was a huge influence on us. And um, especially for me, um, The Gathering was actually probably one of my favorite Testament okay. albums. Uh, I think it's just such a a brutal metal album, like one. Of, basically, when you listen, when you define metal, that's one of the albums that I would give someone to say, "This is fucking metal. Check it out." Sure. Now, um, you you were born in in uh, England, correct? Yep. And what what got you into guitar? Or let me even before that, when did you make your way over to Michigan? Um. Well, I was very young. Uh, I was just a baby. Basically, my dad's okay. job moved out. Uh, moved to. Uh, Michigan in about 85. So I was okay. born in 83, so oh, yeah. my, yeah, my family moved out here and uh, pretty much lived in Michigan my whole life. So. Okay. And let me ask you this, because you, you kind of grew up in Michigan, uh, at least more recently, in some pretty hard economic times, at least for the area. Did that have any impact on, on the direction the band took? I mean, do you guys kind of echo that, you know, lifestyle in, in Detroit and areas like that, or is that maybe not accurate well it kind of affects all over you know once one one area gets affected everybody every place else gets affected you know there's always people we know that get laid off and even sure you know a couple of the guys have been laid off from their jobs and you know it's it it affects everyone in some way whether it's you know directly or just kind of inadvertently through uh, your area that you live in and what you grow up in and i think for us it's it's just more or less that, that that feeling of um you know, we're going through hard times, and, and, and times are tough, but we're going to, you know, uh, persevere over that. And, and yeah. regardless of any hardships that we face, and, and it's not just, you know, the economy-wise, but even just as being in a band, mm-hmm. you know, the, the hardships that you face with the sacrifices that you make, you know, how much it takes over your life and, and what you have to do and how much you put into it. And, yeah. and, you know, we put in a lot into this band, so we and we felt like we persevered over a lot so far so i mean that's just kind of our attitude is not to quit and never give up and just keep going yeah and i think you know as any up-and-coming band will tell you you have to have that mentality it's it's a tough road to hoe you know because bands don't get you know the the multi record deals like they used to and you know you guys you know it's it's a tough go i think for any band yeah um, starting out now especially starting out too you know and yeah you really have to um pay your dues, you know, and then it's, and maybe not everyone realizes it, but there is a lot of sacrifice that you go into and how much debt you can go into and how broke you can get and how you can't, how it's not easy to hold on a steady job because you got to find someplace that lets you tour and then touring is key. You know, you have to tour to be a surviving band, so. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't I don't know about Battlecross in particular, but it's not unusual to hear a band say that, you know, a, a T-shirt is more profitable than a CD. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and unfortunately, you can't sell T-shirts. You know, you sell T-shirts. I'm sure many times yeah. over more at a gig than you do, you know, put them on your website. And, and unfortunately, you've got to be on the bus. You've got to be pulling into you know 
small clubs and playing third on the bill and things like that to to get yeah. ahead. And it's rough, yeah. Um, you, you grew up in, you said, in 83, so you were pretty young when a lot of the, you know, the thrash bands, uh, yeah. you know, you know, the big four or big eight or whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. uh, were kind of doing their thing. And, and you grew up in kind of a drought, I think, of guitar music in the 90s, really. I mean, what what gravitated you to the guitar? Um, you know, as, as a kid, I think I've always been attracted to music in some way or, you know, mm-hmm. another, and then. Just hearing, I mean, I guess everyone gets their start somewhere. And, you know, when I was a kid, listening, I've heard bands like Green Day. And that was just, to me, what was big and what was thrown in my face. And, you know, getting into corn and stuff like that. And just, like, always had a thing to, like, I I guess even when I was younger, before I even got into that music, just had that feeling of wanting to play an instrument and wanting to play guitar. I remember, you know, taking a tennis racket and standing in front of the mirror and rocking out some music and stuff, you know, just as a kid. And... You know, finally, when I was really getting the music in, in middle school and all that stuff, you know, towards my uh, teenage years, it was just kind of like pushed me to play music. And, mm-hmm. you know, Pantera was really also one of those bands that when I got heard them, yeah. it really like pushed me to like really play music and then just totally get into it. So, yeah, that was, um, you know, it's just the evolution of bands. You know, you hear one band as a gateway band for another band. And I always went, I always went for the heavier stuff. I just wanted to get heavier yeah. and heavier and heavier. So. Yeah, and in which case you mentioned Pantera, and even as we mentioned Testament, uh, we're still doing relevant work in in you know that genre. You know, a lot of the you know the the flashy guitar players may have been gone, but Dimebag mm-hmm. kind of kept the flame alive. Um, yeah, and even, even Slayer, I mean, Metallica certainly yeah. let everyone down. But um, you guys did an album with was it Metal Blade? I believe yep. about a year or so ago that album came out. Yeah, the album came out in uh, last summer. Okay, and is you just have the one CD now, or is that was that your debut album? Yep. Okay. Yeah, we just that's our that was our debut album. Okay, yeah. and then um, do you guys do you write on the road for the next record, or how do you guys plan on following we've been, that? We've been writing uh, during the time that we've had at home. We, we've been writing, and actually, I mean, even since the rap of the first record came out, we were working on new stuff. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, on the road, it's kind of difficult just because we don't really, um, you know, we're so focused on what we're doing now at that sure. moment and. And we don't really, I guess, have any, like, uh, recording equipment, like, with sure. us, you know, on the road or anything to really just throw it on some ideas. And I think, so usually a lot of the, the writing time kind of comes in in between mm-hmm. uh, when we're home and, and when just when we practice. So we do have songs in the works, um, but, you know, we're still working, tweaking stuff, and we still got to write more songs for another album. So Yeah, and it looks like... It's coming along. Just looking at your tour itinerary, it looks like you're not going to see Home Home until early September. Yeah. Um is is that whole set of gigs up through September? Is that with the Trespass tour? Yeah, the majority of it is the Trespass, but we also have like dates in between. Okay. Uh, with God forbid, and then we also have like a few like um, just head, like uh, headlining ones too. Okay. Where we're headlining small clubs. So. Yeah, you take a night off, or everyone else takes a night off, and you guys go work some more. Yeah. Which is which is you know I think a great thing to do. It you know it shows a lot to the band that you know where well the headliners are resting, you guys are still doing it. Um, do you guys know how you're slotted on the show yet? As far we as... are first. Okay. Yeah, we're opening the uh, the tour package. Okay, yeah, which is yeah, the one good thing you can get on and get off and get moving to the next town. Right, know, right, exactly. Which is you know, and it's also good to uh, it's good for us to really uh, you know, basically set the bar, and uh, it's, a, it's yeah. a lot of pressure, but it's cool, you know, and we're we're thankful to even be on this tour and get this opportunity to do it. Yeah. So. 
I was going to ask you, how did you, how did you guys uh, kind of get teamed up with this package? I mean, this is a, is a pretty coveted spot to be anywhere with Five Finger Death Punch these days. Yeah. Um, well, basically, it, it had a lot to do with our management and our booking agent. Okay. Uh, working really hard for us, and I, uh, the Five Finger guys have been really cool. And I guess they, um, you know, they want they were handpicking the bands on the tour, and they, you know, specifically asked for us and got in touch with our management and booking agent and. You know, they really worked really hard to, to basically finalize everything and, and, you know, just a great effort of teamwork between all of them yeah. really helped us get on this thing, so. Yeah, and that's, that's going to be some great exposure, and I think that's, you know, certainly the ticket, you know, you'll be on there. And as you, you mentioned going on first, I, not all that long ago, I spoke to Dave Ellison, and he was talking about uh, going on before Rob Zombie and how much they liked it, because he said sometimes when you're doing these these shows that are this long, you know, the energy level of the crowd can have some highs and lows just because it's so much yeah. longer. You know, yeah. you're getting everybody, you know, you may not have everyone right in the back. door yet, but you're going to get people who are full of energy and ready to go. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's a good way to, to kick off the tour and get things going in the show. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's awesome. I and mean, we're excited. Yeah. Have you guys done anything with pop evil? I believe they're from Michigan too as well, aren't they? Oh, well, we haven't. Yeah, but they are, they're from uh, Muskegon, which is okay. farther, like west. Okay. Kind of northwest of where we're at, but uh, yeah, no, I, you know, we don't really know the guys personally or anything, so. Yeah, it's stylistically, you guys aren't exactly, uh, you know, quite the right, same. Yeah, we're pretty different. Yeah, but they're a great bunch of guys and a phenomenal record. So, I mean, I, I like that about the shows like this when you have some diversity mm-hmm. because you know you get nine grindcore bands in a show and it can all kind of mesh together. You know, it's yeah, good to have sure, sure. some ebb and flow with it. So that is great. All right, so we're going to see you uh, in Pittsburgh uh, in August uh, with the with the festival with Five Finger Death Punch, and I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come on the show, man. Oh, thank you, John. I appreciate it. It's been awesome. Appreciate that. I always wanted to learn to play guitar, but never had the time. Then I heard about Progressions Music Studio. Progressions introduced me to an entirely new and convenient method of music instruction. They brought the music to me. The instructors from Progressions Music Studio came to my home with their knowledge and expertise, which saved me time and money. They worked around my schedule and tailored a program around my needs and skill level. Best of all, I learned to play music like a guitar king of the 1960s. We didn't spend all of our time with drills or tunes from the 1860s. Progressions Music Studio offers a lot more than guitar. In fact, they have instructors for almost all instruments. Now I can rock it out on my electric like never before. Just imagine what they can do for you or the budding musician in your family. Don't make excuses. Make music. Check them out on the web at progressionsmusicstudio.com. That's P-R-O-G-R-E-S-S-I-O-N-S, musicstudio.com. Or call 724-777-4678. When he's good, he's thorough good. But when he's bad, he's even better. George Thoroughgood and the Destroyers. And on the same night, Delbert McClellan. Doors at 6.30, July 31st at Stage A.E. Outdoors. George Thoroughgood and the Destroyers and Delbert McClinton together live. Reserve seat tickets are on sale now at all Ticketmaster outlets by phone and online. Brought to you by Promo West North Shore and Coors Light. All right, folks, want to remind you to check out ironcityrocks.com and also our sister website, Cast Iron Ring. Cast Iron Ring is a conglomeration of metal and hard rock and music-related podcasts that uh, we have formed with a bunch of other great shows. want to check that out and find out all the greatest uh, hard rock, metal, and music-related shows on the web. 
Also, we've got a mobile app uh, for the Cast Iron Ring. If you go to the iTunes Music Store, or I'm sorry, the iTunes App Store, make that search for Cast Iron Ring. You can listen to Iron City Rocks right from your uh, iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, etc. So check that out. All right, we're going to get an interview now with Ben Bruce of the band Asking Alexandria. Asking Alexandria will be in Pittsburgh with the Mayhem Festival on the 28th of July to play the first Niagara Pavilion. Uh, the tour has actually already started out in California. It's making its way across the United States. So I think that thing hits uh, just about everywhere across country that you can think of. Uh, that band, uh, The bands on that show, we've got uh, Slipknot, Slayer, Anthrax, Motorhead, um, obviously Asking Alexandra, uh, and many, many other bands. So uh, you want to check those tour dates out, find the show in your area, and get to that show. So without further ado, let's talk to Ben Bruce of Asking Alexandria. And I say welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, from the band Asking Alexandria, we've got Ben on the line. How are you doing, Ben? I'm pretty good, thank you. And yourself? I'm doing great, doing great. Um, you guys are going to be coming through. Um, you're starting the uh, Rockstar Energy uh, Mayhem Festival uh, just in a couple of weeks, if I'm not mistaken, out on the West Coast, and then going to be making your way really through the heartland of the United States uh, and into our town late July. Uh, so I wanted to get your thoughts. Um, have you guys done any of these festival-type shows in the United States before? Oh, yeah. We've, we've done plenty of festivals in, in the States. And uh, last summer we actually did... Uh, the Vans Walk Tour, which okay. is, you know, a festival tour. So I'm assuming this will be quite similar. Yeah. Uh, how do you, I mean, you guys obviously um, coming from uh, across the ocean, how do you compare the, the festivals in the United States now? Are they coming anywhere near uh, what the European fans have, have come to expect, or is it is it still kind of growing in the United States, in your opinion? I think uh, you guys, if I'm honest, are, you're still growing. I mean, mm. The, the the festivals over in England and, and in Europe in general just they're massive. Sure. They're the biggest things I've ever had the privilege of playing, and um, you know it's insane to see how many people turn up um, across over in Europe to, to these festivals. But having said that, even though they're bigger, um, I feel like the, the festivals in in America are growing. They're growing every year, mm-hmm. and there's actually more of them in the states. There's, there's loads oh. of, of of festivals and festival tours and you know, it's 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 definitely a cool thing to watch them grow. I mean, Warp Tour has been going going strong for a really long time, and I think last year, with the year we were on, um, Kevin was saying how it was one of the biggest Warp Tours in a in a long time. So you know, yeah, it's growing, it's getting there. It's it's really cool. Yeah, I know, you know, 15 years ago, we were all very jealous of, of things like Vakken and a lot of the, the things in Europe and still even with Sonosphere and things like that, it's still kind of envious of those folks. But I mean, the advantage, I think, in the United States, we've got traveling festivals. So, you know, we don't have exactly. to Exactly. Go... Those don't happen uh, really in, in Europe, which I guess is one of the reasons why maybe they're bigger. People have to travel. Yeah, it's more. More across Europe, you know, to. to... Yeah. These festivals, whereas in the states, yeah. they, they pack up and they travel across, which is a really cool, cool thing. Right now, we're like we're we're fortunate enough that you know Slipknot and Slayer and company are all pulling into town, and just you know a matter of five or six weeks, uh, we don't have to go more than a couple of miles to see it, which is wonderful. Um, have you guys done many shows with with Slipknot over your career? Is this kind of the first time out on the road with them? This is this is the first time. Um, I'm really excited because you know um, all of us when we were kids and. Still to this day, a huge, huge Slipknot fans. Sure. Um, very big influence on us as a band, and uh, 
you know, I've personally never even got to see them live before. Yeah. Um, and now we get to watch them play from the sidelines this whole summer. It's, it's really awesome. They've also, um, there's a few dates after Mayhem where Slipknot are going out and doing a few headline shows. Mm-hmm. Um, separate from Mayhem, they've asked us to, to play those shows with them as well. So that's, it's, that's a really good really good. Yeah. And it's a it's a good mashup of of styles too because I mean you guys aren't by any means a copy of what they do but your styles complement each other well enough that it would be a great bill to see. As far as I so. is I mean you guys are, are obviously a relatively young band um, and you've drawn some influences you know uh, we see Sebastian Bach and things like that in your short film but uh, was was there any band in particular that kind of in in your mind kind of sparked the, the metalcore? kind of movement that you guys kind of aspire to at an early age? Um, I mean, when when I, when I was young, I was I was listening to a lot of bands, you know, like Motley Crue and Cinderella mm. and Deep Purple Nose and blah, blah, blah. But um, I think, if I'm honest, the first heavy, heavy metal band I ever listened to was Slipknot. And they, okay. when I heard them, I was like, game over. That's why it's, I'm just so excited about the song, because they were the first real heavy, heavy, heavy band that I heard and just got fucked. Yeah, I love this, and and they got me into all the, the heavy stuff that I listened to when I was a kid, and I I still listen to now. So yeah, just just I'm still a bit in yeah. in awe of them. Just gobsmacked them playing with them this summer. Yeah, and if that weren't enough, you've got Slayer right there behind them, which I think anybody who, who plays any kind of metal, I mean, you owe a debt of gratitude exactly. to to carry King. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's it's a crazy lineup this year because there's Anthrax on those as well and Motorhead. I think, you know, it's going to be, and Adelaide Dying Again, they're another band when I was young, I listened to, to a lot of, so, mm-hmm. I think, I think they've, they've got a really, really good lineup this year, it's pretty diverse, it's got some good bands on there, it's not too many bands either, the Warped Tour, when we did it last year, there's so many bands oh, yeah. on Warped Tour, you know, it's, it's just grueling, but I think Mayhem's got the balance just perfect, there's not too many bands, they're all good bands. It's just be a really good festival, I think. Yeah, and the nice cool. thing, the nice thing for a fan, uh, speaking from experience, is that that you guys, they they have it set up very well. So if you were into, you know, if I want to watch the Devil Wears Prada and I want to catch your set, I don't believe there's any overlap of set. So it's just a matter of walking from one stage to the other. You may not have, you know, the closest seat to the stage or the closest standing spot to the stage, but you're still able to catch all the acts on the bill. <clears throat> Which is exactly, which is awesome. Whereas on on Warped Tour, um, you know, it's not like that. As you, I'm sure you've been to Warped Tour, and it's just there may be upwards of three bands playing at any one time. It's, yeah, you know, yeah. you have to you have to pick and choose which bands you want to see more than others. Whereas, like you said, Mayhem, yeah, game one, you can see everyone you want to see. Yeah, which is wonderful. Now, I, I want to ask you. You guys um, have relatively recently done a um, a short film that's available through iTunes, the Through Sin and Self Destruction. Can you talk a little bit about that project? Um, that was just, uh, we did, um, a video for our single to the stage and it came out really well and we wanted it to be a really honest, um, insight and look into this band and what we were going through in our lives at that moment in time when we were writing records from Relentless and releasing records from Relentless. We wanted to sh- like to shoot a real honest video, no bullshit, no mm-hmm. fancy effects in terms of, oh, we're playing outside in the rain because it looks cool or. Just a real honest look into our lives, and uh, it came out really, really well. We thought, in our opinion, and fans seemed to to take a liking to it. And uh, you know, they we 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 noticed that a lot of our fans were getting really, really attached to the story we were telling, and it was hitting it hitting home hard. And and we thought, well, it'd be cool if we could do something like this again. 
And, um, you know, we went through the album, and obviously, Records from Relentless was a very truthful album as well. It just mm. told our story from beginning to end of what we were going through in our lives at that point. And we thought, well, why don't we, why don't we carry the story on? Why don't we, mm-hmm. you know, show how we got to this point and where we're going from here and all of us? So that's basically where it started, and we started snowballing ideas around and and uh, ended up with. Uh, Short, short movie, Twisting and Self Destruction. We really all enjoyed um, doing it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting, you know, to do something like that, and especially to, you know, to make it available through iTunes. You know, you're kind of reaching, you know, a different generation with that, and it's it's a really cool idea. Um, you guys did a, a remix album uh, late last year. Um, were you guys involved in doing the remixes? Like, did you get involved? Or did you just turn the material over and kind of let those who do the remixing do their magic? Or how, how did that project kind of play out we, we we had the idea a long long time ago when we were recording stand up and scream this was before i think any bands had started doing this stuff mm-hmm. and then we just kind of got around to doing it and a lot of bands after that for some reason bands started doing it so we held back and um basically we did give the songs we, we tried to stay clear of getting massive waves on it like like Skrillex and stuff just because that would have just been a bit too cliche and wasn't really what we were going for and um, when we hand them over although we did give them complete creative control and just say go ahead and we're not going to tell you what to do go ahead and do it but we did we did um, suggest that we wanted this record to be not just remixes just turn turn our songs into an electronic dance piece we wanted to incorporate we actually wanted to incorporate our album the music that we played so if you listen to it the, the cool thing about the album was a lot of the, the DJs and, and artists that sat down and did that kept some of our guitar riffs in there and they kept the original mm-hmm. drums in there and they kept the original vocals. They built on our songs rather than just turning them into a dance beat, like I said. And um, we weren't part of that process. Like, we didn't go into the studio and sit down with them. We, we literally just gave them some guidelines and said, listen, have at it. And um, they would send it back and we would say, yeah, we like this or no, sorry, we don't quite like this. And basically how it worked. Cool. Now, um, are you still playing with the, the Ibanez guitars? Yes, yes I am. Oh, can you talk a little bit about your guitar? Because from the pictures I've seen, it's kind of unique looking. Uh, it's a prestige series, but the body isn't quite a Strat body, is it? No, the um, the, my, my, the guitars I play are actually um, they're custom, they're custom built to my specifications. Um, the, 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 the body is more of a... I'd say a, a, a Telecaster shaped style body, okay. maybe a bit, a bit more modern. Okay. Um, just because I was in love, I was in love with Telecaster. I think sure. it just looked great. So I wanted that sort of body shape, and then the neck is more of a, a rounded neck than Ibanez guitars probably look like. They've got quite flat necks. Yeah. But this one's got more of a Gibson Les Paul sort of neck because I again I grew up playing Gibson Les Pauls and stuff. Okay. So it's it's a really cool guitar, and we're actually talking back and forth right now of of trying to get. The, this released as a signature series, so hopefully people will be able to pick that guitar up how I how I play it and the guitar I play in stores. Now is is that a future? is that a neck through Ben? A neck through? It's a it's a bolt on neck. Oh okay, bolt on neck, and then is it like a basswood or alder? Do you know the body? Oh, you know I can't remember. It was so long. No, so that's long okay. Ago, so no problem. No, you're kind of a, a guitar geek myself, so. Pardon my asking, but yeah, it's it's a really cool guitar. And from the picture that I, I saw of it, you're kind of standing back, and I couldn't tell if it had you know that kind of 
RG body style or, or if it did, like you mentioned, had somewhat of a Telecaster, which is really unique. So that's really yeah. great. And what do you use on the back end for amps to get that sound that you guys have? We actually run, um, we were on PZ565. Okay. Um, at five prices, but we've actually, we've moved, I think we were the first brand to use them as well. Um, we, we use our PZ6534s. Okay. Which is a relatively new head. I think they just, they were just, they gave us, uh, gave them to us when we were playing Walks of Awesome actually to test them out before they released them everywhere. Okay. To see what we thought. And, um, I believe they, they've released them in stores now. And yeah, it's just PZ6534. They're brilliant heads. Great for touring. Just they can take a bashing. They sound good. They're reliable. Mm-hmm. Are they kind of a derivative of the, the you know, the kind of 5150 lineage or are they, are they more, a little different? Um, they, they, they're pretty similar, um, if I'm honest. They're just, mm. they're a bit brighter. They've got a bit more mid and, um, okay. treble to them than the, uh, 5150s and stuff like that. Okay. So once you guys are done with the, with the Mayhem Festival, I mean, obviously that's going to take up the entire summer. Do you guys, uh, you go back into the studio or do you have plans for the, the fall? We go back into the studio for two weeks just to finish off the final school touches on our new album. Okay. And then after that, we're actually uh, doing headlines all across South America. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, so we're doing Colombia and Brazil and we're doing Mexico and stuff, so that should be really cool. And then, and we haven't announced it yet, but we're actually doing a headline tour across North America after we've done South America. So awesome. With a really, really good lineup, which I'm not going to announce, but it's... Going to be a good one. It's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a big one. It's good. Awesome. And you know, obviously, one just one last question. Obviously, when the last album came out, I mean, you guys went into the top ten. Um, were you shocked by the? You know, you guys have had an enormous amount of growth in your popularity between the first two releases. Um, did that come as a bit of a surprise, or is it uh, kind of oh, long overdue? Completely. I was blown away. Our first record, Something Scream, sold I think two thousand four hundred copies first week. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, cool, whatever, next one, let's hopefully get to six or seven thousand first week. Because that's the pattern bands generally take, you know, bands yeah. are doing really well if they're getting twelve thousand first week because no one buys music anymore. They fucking sure. steal it all. And then, you know, our last album goes on to sell like thirty two thousand records, thirty three thousand records first week. I was blown away, you know, landing us number nine on the billboards up there with Adele and, and Britney Spears and stuff. I was like, What the fuck? Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it always it always uh, is great to see any metal band, uh, you know, that, that does any kind of metal that, that makes it a top ten anymore is just a, a wonderful thing because I think Adele has got one of the ten slots sewn up forever, it seems like. Yeah, so it's, it's nice. It's kind of like a, a big middle finger from the metal community. Like, yeah. like you were still here, you know, yeah. still going strong. Yeah, cool. it, it nice. is great to see because, like you said, it, it's, you know, your, your sales are... are a fraction of the people that actually get the album anymore. So it's, you know, great to see that, you know, at least among the people that still buy albums, that metal is still alive and well. So it's wonderful. Exactly. So, it's awesome. that, and to be one of the bands that have done that is just a huge honor. So it's awesome. Great to be, I'm going to remember that forever, I think. Yeah. Yeah, make the top ten is wonderful. Ben, I don't want to take up any more time, obviously. You've got a, a million things going on, getting ready to go on tour. So I want to thank you for coming on the show, man. No problem. Thank you very much for uh, taking the time to listen to me ramble on. No problem. Come on, come on. Death Leopard. Poison. Rock of Ages Tour. August 14th at First Niagara Pavilion. With special guest, Lita Ford. 
Jeff Lepper. Poison. Tickets are on sale now. Buy tickets at LiveNation.com. All Ticketmaster outlets are charged by phone. All right, and while on the subject of Def Leppard, I want to remind you, you have until August 1st to send us a video, send us a link to a video, I should say, to YouTube video or whatever you want to do it on, 30 to 60 seconds of you singing a Def Leppard Poison or Lita Ford song. You'll be entered to win a pair of seats to see them in Pittsburgh on the 14th of August. It's got to be you singing. You can have friends join you. You can have musicians join you. You can do a karaoke track uh, that doesn't really matter as long as we hear you singing and it doesn't matter what song you pick one from any of the catalog of any of those bands including cover songs is fine so if you want to do only women bleed from lita ford that's fine with us just send us a link to ironcityrocks at gmail.com also if you check out our facebook page uh there's a link on it to enter to win tickets to see the Doobie Brothers in Chicago at First Niagara Pavilion on August 2nd. The entry to enter that contest has got to be in by this Thursday, which is the 12th. So if you're listening to this when it first comes out, you still have time to enter. If you get this past uh, the 12th, then you're out of luck on that one, but you can still enter the Def Leppard Poison Lead of Ford contest. So keep an eye on us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash Iron City Rocks, ironcityrocks.com. Uh, and these won't come as a surprise to you. You'll be abreast of all the information, all the contests, all the good stuff we've got going on. So we want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to us. We invite you to check us out on the web. Drop us feedback at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. Tell us what you like. Tell us what sucked. Uh, send us a review on iTunes. We'd, l- we'd love to have more reviews on iTunes. We've got a lot of great subscribers. I know that from statistics, but uh, people are usually a little too... Uh, busy to drop feedback but that really helps us if you could spare a few seconds to help the cause Um, and we want to thank you again for taking the time to listen to the show we'll talk to you next time